Here's the situation, folks. Do you have an idea? Is it a good idea? Is it so good that you're bursting at the seams because something so genius can't be contained in something so finite as your own primitive brain? Or is it just pretty good? Because that's okay too. We at Parking Lot have lots of pretty good ideas. And uh, we're excited to tell you about them and to share them with you today with the second edition of Pitchin' and Bitchin'. And of course, if you didn't already know, this is the Parking Lot Podcast with your friends Kate Latimer, Maggie Prince, Elise Bailey, and myself, Ellie Janetta, here to pitch and share some pretty good ideas of our own. Um, I think we should first say, hey, happy belated birthday, Kate. Thank you. Oh, happy, happy birthday to you. Please don't. You. No, no, no. That's so nice. Happy Thank you, though. Happy birthday to you. Cha-cha-cha. Happy birthday, dear Kate. Happy birthday to you. That was really nice. Thank you, guys. You Were you two now? harmonizing? Yeah, I Trying think so. To. Beautiful. Having a moment. Well, I think that's going to really make my year better. Thank you. How was your birthday? How was your week? My birthday was nice. It was, uh, <clears throat> I'm 28 years old now. And that's a hard Ooh. pill to swallow. Just kidding. Congrats. Elliot, when we were um, outside, was like, I think late 20s is a good time. And I was like, late 20s. Oh, my God. I've heard that, too. Yeah. My mom said that too, though she does think I'm turning 27 this year, so <laughs> she lost track. Um, Did you correct her? Yeah. Okay. I want her to know how old she is based on how old I am. Ooh. Like, don't cut off a year, mom. Yeah. This week has been so nice because uh, my boss closed down our office for the COVID numbers. The COVID. <laughs> for the COVID. So um, I've been working out of my dad's office. And it's been like really wholesome. He and I walk to work together in the mornings and we go and like sit next to each other. And we just started playing Wordle, which is, do you guys know what Wordle is? I've no. heard, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm aware of cool. Wordle. It's in, oh no, no, no. This is what like hamsters in New cool. York are doing. <laughs> yeah. This it's, is the yeah. thing. I'm like, you're going to feel bad when you hear about Wordle and you're going to be like, what if you're not good at spelling? <laughs> Then you're going to have a, a trouble yeah. with this game. <laughs> okay. But they only have yours. You have to guess one word every day and you have six guesses. And then once you're done, you're done. And it's the same word for everyone. So you, you have to like compare notes. My dad's coworker also plays Wordle. And how Wait. many people do you play with? You play it by yourself, but then you can just like talk about it with your coworkers, Wait, which I'm happened so to be my dad. Is it an app? Yeah. Yeah. It's not an app. It's just like a website. On my birthday, my dad drove me to work because he was like, <laughs> it's, it's your birthday. It's your birthday. And I got in the car. He was like, please don't speak. He was listening to some CBC interview. And it was this kid who'd made a documentary when he was in high school. And Tom Powers was interviewing him. And I got so into this interview. Um, and I guess it was in 2019, they were trying to like document their senior year and they were, they just pretended he and his best friend that they were on like the high school yearbook committee, but were actually filming things for this documentary and people are saying it's amazing. And, um, but what it turned out to be was like this, this portrait of the last real year of high school before the pandemic oh, hit wow. and might be the final normal year of high school ever. Before everything changed. I mean, changed. that's what they said in 1919, I'm sure. <laughs> They're making that's their documentary. Uh, before it all changed. 2001. But within our, within our scope, 
you know, yeah. Yeah. Nothing's our lifetime change that, you know, it's a drastic change. So this is, this is a cliffhanger because I haven't yet seen the doc, but it's premiering at a festival this weekend. So I, I'm going to watch I'd it. Like to see that. I'd love to see it. I have tickets. We can have a little screening. It looks so good. It's called therapy dogs. It's like, that sounds so good. I don't know. How, it just, it like, it looks really, really yeah. good. Let's watch it. And mm-hmm. the kids are kind of like more insightful and they had some, I don't know, just the way they were speaking was not like an average high school kid. Like and Dawson's Creek? No, yeah, not Dawson's Creek. More like... Euphoria? <laughs> more like, I don't know, just average high schoolers trying to get through. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just kidding. More like my so-called life. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like real. Except it's two kids. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that doc minding the gap? Yes, I loved that. That's one of my favorite. It reminds oh, me of that similar oh, vibes. That's, yeah. Oh, I'm so down. So that was my week. Nice. Wordle and CBC <laughs> interviews. Wow. Nice. Uh, Maggie, how was your week? Uh, my week was nice. I didn't know this was going was gonna to happen, but... My two favorite podcasters did an episode together and I just listened to that. Yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, so my two favorite podcasts are called uh, You're Wrong About and Decoder Ring. And uh, the new, like, You're Wrong About comes out every Tuesday. Decoder Ring is like, they're off season, they've taken a break. Um, So I was just like, went in on Spotify, logged on to like, um to like listen to the new episode of you're wrong about and she happened her co-host that week happened to be my other favorite I like podcaster and i was like what the fuck and but i'm like of course i didn't know that they like would collaborate but of course they would because their podcasts are like quite similar they're like they're in the same family they're both kind of um like you're wrong about is um taking an instance in like history or culture uh, that we've gotten just like wrong. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, you talked about that with yeah. the McDonald's. Yeah, with the McDonald's lawsuit. one, um, and they kind of like dissect that, and that's uh, cool. And then decodering is kind of a similar idea. They're also uh, they're it's kind of more about not phenomenons, but like random things that we like have never really questioned why they've come about or. Like the Coder Ring has done one on like Chuck E. Cheese, like the animatronics oh. or they, that one was a really good one. Um, and uh, they did one on like the laugh track, like mm. that, like why, why does the laugh track exist? Like stuff like that. Oh, I'd love to listen yeah. to this. Oh, it's so, it it's so good. So Sarah Marshall and Willa Paskin, Willa Paskin hosts Dakota Ring, Sarah Marshall hosts you're wrong about they did an episode together this week about uh tom cruise jumping on the couch on on oprah um and i was like this is made for i was like what on earth that's literally the trifecta for you yeah i was like this is the best ever um so that was like a very I was like, I was like, yes, this is good I was shit. not excited about the topic, but I was like, oh, I, I was really so like you're wrong about it because of Maggie. Yeah. It was, it was incredible. Right. The, it was a breakdown of like all celebrity culture on such a grand scale based on this one. It really went places. Yeah. It was and so it good. delves into the complicated reputation of like Tom Cruise and Scientology. Scientology and like how we Oprah. view him. They like make him kind of sympathetic, but then they turn around and you're like, wait, but no, he's still Tom Cruise. And mm, like yeah. has in the same year that we his like career was absolutely altered and he stopped making like interesting choices and started only doing action movies because of his like new reputation but he so that that's upsetting but then in the same 
sentence, he also like was going on live TV and talking weird shit about psych psychology and like mm. being a kind of a bad person. So it was uh, that was that was a good moment for me. And other than that. <laughs> Um, Can I I spoil the episode a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Because it was all hinged on the fact that the rumors were going around that Tom Cruise was gay at the time. And so they were kind of saying that everything that happened from that point on of him being accused of being gay was him in response to trying to prove that he wasn't gay. Yeah, like being like, I'm so in love with Katie Holmes. And only doing action flicks and all like everything else from that point was him like responding to it being yeah. like i am so alpha macho yeah. there's like testosterone no for me to keep there are no dicks in my mouth because that was before <laughs> this whole thing with oprah happened i think like we've always kind of heard the tom cruise gay rumor but i think it was like more even more prevalent back then yeah. and they talk about how like this was a shift from yeah it kind of worked nobody like the talk of him being gay was like much less but now the talk was like oh he's a fucking weirdo he's well, yeah, like now it's like you're a scientologist and yeah. probably mentally unstable and you're like way too What's earnest worse? and like what are you doing <laughs> um so yeah and i don't know i just i disagree I and it. say he's in his prime now though i feel mm. like tom cruise has never been better than what he is right now yeah he but he's like-, like fundamentally changed what uh leading action star is where people don't like Tom Cruise doesn't make action movies. People make Tom Cruise movies. He wants to film a movie in space. That's like, he has that power to get a studio to fly into space to shoot a movie. Well, they're going to film actually in space. Yeah, that's that's what he wants to do after the next two uh, Mission Impossible movies. I think that's true, but I do still think that there's truth to the fact that like, he doesn't do movies anymore like Vanilla Sky or Eyes Wide Shut or Magnolia. He also doesn't need to. He's past that point of, I don't even think it even crosses his mind. Well, I'm sure though, like, but at one point though, that was huge for him Mm -hmm. was doing those kinds of movies and being that heartthrob in these dramas. So I think that like, yes, you're right. He's definitely reestablished what action films are, but at the same time, he's also like completely abandoned another facet to his acting abilities. Like he's really only hit home on like Top Gun, Top Gun remake. But he's... There are no small budget emotional Like what you're saying is he's he's almost um, not even human anymore. Mm -hmm. He's just... He's definitely not gay. He's definitely not gay. (laughs) Not human, not gay. To that point, Elliot, they were like talking about how in his early career, like right after... What was the first... The one where he is like wearing the shirt and the socks and he's dancing risky around. Business. Like risky business. Risky yeah. business. They talk about like back then they were asking him to do like Top Gun number two. And mm-hmm. he was being like, no, I want to do something cool and like interesting. Like highbrow. Like yeah. I want to. He, he was like a little highbrow. He was like making like. Art he was films. Picking yeah. directors and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it, like and yes, he is like so powerful and his action like i've i've actually never seen what's like the big action movie he does mission, mission impossible. impossible yeah everybody loves mission impossible it's great like there's no denying that he's had a very successful career but it's just like interesting to note that he like i think that it's like i don't know that the, there's so many facets to this. they were also talking about like youtube culture and how like the memification of it all and how yeah. like it went viral and back then like you only people wouldn't have understood the context of yeah. that interview they would only see that one clip but when you would watch the whole oprah episode you would have understood, understood more why, why he, that, he yeah. was like doing that that oprah was kind of baiting him yeah into oprah that was situation. like kind of baiting him to yeah. be like excitable mm-hmm. and i don't know it was just 
And back then, like, you wouldn't be able to, like, you either watched Oprah that day or you didn't. Like, there yeah. was no... There's no, there's no like highlights posted yeah. to YouTube later. Um, <laughs> it was one of the best podcast episodes I've ever heard. Yeah. I'm going to listen to it. Really good. I'm going to listen to it in the shower. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> like the, that you specify where. Well, that's the next available time I'll have I'm gonna to be. I'm going to listen to it on my way to work probably and then finish it up in the yeah. shower. When Sorry, I Kate. I don't commute to work alone, so it's not really an ideal time to well, listen to podcasts. They, she walks with her dad. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I, I also don't commute alone anymore. <laughs> But yeah, anyways, that was my week. Nice. <laughs> Elliot, how was your week? Nice. Uh, it's all right. Um, I'm finishing off uh, my last um, Lego set from Christmas. So it's bittersweet. I'm slowly taking my, my time. I'm building the uh, Star Wars at oh, If yeah. you If you are familiar what that is, it's the big metal, uh, looks like a big metal cow. Byron has one in the office. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It has yeah. like the four legs. It kind of looks like if a tank oh, was an animal. The dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm doing I'm doing that one right now and that'll be the last one for uh for a while because I'm running out of room. I have no space to put any of them. Mm. Um I had my commercial shoot on oh, the yeah. weekend. Oh yeah. Um and it was really weird because it was there was so many um mirrored uh scenarios with zero one one zero. There was a Byron on set. There was a Kate on set. There was about 15. Was she cool and funny? 15 Cades on set. And just, it also was surprising to me because they hired this really flashy kind of um, production company. I think they do a lot of work with Director X Mm. and like music videos and very like lens flares and kind of stuff like that. But I realized that while I was actually on set, there was no one actually from the production company on set. They were all freelance people. So like the guy who was the Byron was just a guy that they hired, the camera operator. But it was like none of them worked together. No, not before this. No. Or maybe they did on other jobs, but like that's not their crew. I see. And they had like tons of um, crazy equipment, like four monitors. The guy, James, who was on uh, a shoot that Kate and I was on uh, a couple months ago, was there. And I was working. This is like really big tech guy with a big beard. He like runs the tech cart just like full of fucking batteries and stuff. And I was like working up the. The most intimidating man I've ever seen. He's just silent. But I found him less intimidating after the time that we worked with him on the shoot because he's actually turned out to be very nice. And I was like, he was like they were doing this shot of me holding this green screen iPad. Cause they were going to, I don't know, add a floor plan onto it and post or whatever. And then this big crane above me and the crane had to do this like crazy move while I'm just like standing there holding this iPad out for like 30 minutes. And I was like, by the last shot, my, I, I, I'm like, my hands are like shaking cause my arms are so tired. And he like comes to like fix up the camera or whatever. He's like standing right next to me. And I was like, Oh, it's James. Right. He's like, yeah. I was like, oh, we, we, uh, it's Elliot. We worked on a shoot a couple, a little while ago with, uh, with Byron. He's like, oh, nice. <laughs> and he went, went back and sat down. I was like, oh, I'm glad I shot my shot. Um, other than that, it was okay. It's just, there's definitely such a divide between crew people and, um, actors. They just, they don't mingle whatsoever. There's, it's, it's really weird. I don't get that. I don't understand why. Yeah, I don't know why either, but um, I just they're everyone on crew is having a way better time than the bunch of scared. A lot of the people who were there in the commercial were just students; they're mm. not actors. 
Um, so they were just kind of standing there and they were like asking them to do like a bunch of poses and it wasn't like very clear. The direct, everyone was really nice and the director was really nice, but it wasn't like you're going into it being like, this is what you're going to do. And you're going to do this, 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 it was more like, you're going to go up there and stand in front of the camera. I'm going to just call out to you, new pose, new pose, new pose. And you just have to do stuff and like make it up as you go around while 35 people. And what kind just, of poses? I don't know. They were like. I would, there's like a big green screen behind us. So they're probably just going to put in a background and they'd be like, this is your class of George Brown. And you do like a pose or whatever. And it goes, pose, 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 whatever, you know, like crossing your arm. Like I was the trades guy. So I had to do like crossing my arms, put my hands on my lip, my, my lips, hands on <laughs> my, my hips hands on my lips. and just stuff like that. Uh, hold a and hammer. Do that for 15 minutes. Then they're like, okay, that's a wrap on Elliot. Everyone claps. And then you just, you walk out and you get your, you get changed and you leave. Oh, I should also say happy birthday to James. It's James is my cousin's birthday today. Happy birthday, James, Junetta. Happy um, birthday, James. Happy birthday. Yeah, that was, uh, that was my week. Elise, how's your week? My week was good. I stuck to my New Year's resolution. I've been drinking a lot of effing water and I yeah, signed I up for that. driving courses. Oh my gosh. Great. Yeah. I'm starting in-car lessons. Were you also going to hydrate more this year? Yeah. I will. After Maggie said it, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. I don't drink any water. So I should probably start. Look at that water bottle. There, she bought got a that, full Nalgene. I see a water bottle right there and yeah. it's a pretty one. It's only going up from here. Um, I guess in other news, I'm also getting a roommate. In March. What? Oh wow. Oh what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Kate. I thought I was like, well, Kate's like really going for this bet. That's funny. <laughs> I'm getting a roommate in March, uh, and my roommate is gonna be a boy. What? Oh yeah, no. It's gonna be Elliot. It's gonna be my roommate. We are moving as of March first. <gasps> Congratulations. I forgot to react out. Wow. <laughs> That's better oh than god. Elliot's reaction, which was yeah, yeah. so exciting silence. i i am genuinely so Me excited too. thank you yes yeah it's been a weird process real real just for ride. our listeners we already knew that's why i'm yeah, having trouble that's why <laughs> <laughs> you did already know that is true this is not an, a it new announcement in like 30 seconds ago that i was like oh are we gonna talk about it this episode um, and i was like yeah yeah <laughs> what was your house hunting process like yeah, I don't know if we've talked about apartment hunting no. on the podcast, but Ellie and I have been apartment hunting for all of January. We started pretty much like the first week of January, mm-hmm. and we've gone to quite a few viewing, quite a few viewings. I think we saw almost fifteen by the end. Wow! Of the day. Yeah, we Jeez, went to. Guys. We were going to like two every weekend, like a couple during the week. Mm-hmm. Wow! Seeing some shit, seeing some good stuff, seeing some not so good stuff, and we saw this apartment, and we've run into this situation a few times where people post uh, a unit that is not the unit that's actually available. It's like a yeah. catfish. And it's been twice now where it's like you go see a unit and it's actually way worse than the pictures and it's not the unit at all. Yeah. And so we went to- No floors. Yeah, no floors, just three rooms, like just crap. But we went to see this one unit and the unit that they posted online, I was like, eh, about, I wasn't crazy about it. But then we went to go see it. It actually was a different unit, but that was much larger, Mm -hmm. which was like, whoa. (laughs) That never happens. (laughs) That never happens. And it was free. Oh, yeah. great. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Lucky. No, but it was even better because we looked at it in January and they were like, actually, we'd prefer if you could move it in March. And we were like, that's literally great. Like we have a, our perfect scenario. Yeah. Perfect scenario. We have a month and a half. It's very close to Elliot's current house. We don't have to change What's the address. It's bleep, 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 bleep. It's a great Unit location. Bleep. 
Bleep it's, Boulevard. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's very close to Elliot's parents' house, so we don't have to change our lives very mm-hmm. much, but we get our own space. It's like a cute little building. Yeah. Neighborhood. Good neighborhood. Um, yeah. My recommendation to all of you out there seeking apartments and going to listings, um, if you have a parent or any sort of adult figure in your life that you can bring with you that has some sort of idea of how apartments are laid out in terms of what's really, shit and what's, what's not shit and what's not <laughs> and someone who has a little bit more experience please bring them because i brought uh, we brought my mom to every single every listing single that we went to and for me and elise to walk in and just wanting to be polite to the landlord and we literally would walk into an apartment which would have no floors and be like wow it's really coming in it looks great <laughs> and my mom would come up to the person who's just doing the showing who's just like smiling through their teeth at knowing how awful this apartment is mom would go up to be like so you know this is a piece of shit right <laughs> yeah your mom would be and, like where do you get off yeah and then being like well people really like to see the the renovation stage and my mom's like i've never met anyone who would yeah. ever want to see your that your mom was like jump up your own ass and die this yeah. looks like shit Someone so, took a shit in the fucking bathtub just over there. an extra piece of muscle <laughs> behind you and a little yeah. extra confidence. If they can and bring a bat like your mom did, it was, it's good. It was almost like a, like a coach. Um, someone, like if we were playing soccer and being yeah. pulled aside and there'd be times where we would walk into a party and be like, wow, this looks great. And then my mom would be like, can you, can you please step aside here for a second? <laughs> Calling me and Elise over. Um, don't ever say it looks great. You have to tell them that it, you have to tell them it looks like shit. You have to make them feel like you could you would rather die than move anywhere near this building or this property because you can't give them any sort of inclination that you like this. And your mom and I have very different tactics, yeah. but it worked. And we're getting the perspective of someone who's lived in multiple houses, multiple apartments over multiple countries and knows what's and good and renovations and-, and knows what's good and what's not. And just for us to be like because you never looked before. You've never been in this scenario mm-hmm. before to walk into that with first apartment we saw when they were actually renovating while we were in there and them being like, yeah, it'll be done soon. And us feeling like, okay, well, maybe they will be, if by the time we would move in, they wouldn't. Mm-hmm. But then my mom being like, well, 90% of the time they'll say that and then you'll move in and it's still not fucking done. Yeah. And they'll just make you pay for the remainder of the renovation. So it's like yeah, shit which like, like that. we would never know, or like comparing square footage, right? That like we saw one place that's this square footage, but then for six hundred dollars more, you get a hundred more square feet. And your mom yeah. being like, "Is that really worth it? What are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to compromise with? Like, yeah. is having this balcony space worth not having a proper front door or this oven not opening properly? Yeah. Like, just, yeah. have, just so an, she made you a pro con list. Just, just yeah, just literally to, to have an adult with you who's not. You just guys a, are both adults. No, no, no. no. Just a, we're just two. <laughs> Grown up children who's Maybe just Sarah pretending. Maybe Sarah was that for us. I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. I think that we were just. I, we also were like lucky, and we found the place that we loved. Yeah, like, we were extremely. Lucky. I think it was the second place we saw. So I think it was there's also that. Where right? Yeah, but yeah. anyway, so exciting. Stay tuned. Uh, Ellie and I are moving. We'll have lots to say. Um, I'm really yeah. excited. Thank you. I'm really excited for your housewarming yeah. jam, rager. You had another big thing that happened this week on Tuesday night. You should let oh, everybody right. know. <laughs> Tall Boy Season 3. I was going to say Season 1. Tall Boy Season 3 <gasps> yeah. is airing weekly. 
Uh, so season, no, stop saying season. Episode one premiered on Tuesday the 25th. Uh, there will be a two-week hiatus in February because of the Olympics. Of course. Whoa, Damn. the Olympics. But anyways, Tall Boy season three is out. I'm very proud of it. It's been a lot of fun to work on. It's really cool to see my little name come up on the screen at the end and uh, seeing all, seeing like something like that that I've seen now from like conception to birth is really cool. Congratulations. Congratulations. All in all, big week. Lots of changes happening in my life. I I now work for, or not I now, but I work on a TV show that is on TV. Yeah. I'm moving in, moving out. I'm going to drive. Main topic. Kate, you suggested a pitching session, round two, pitching and bitching. Why did you suggest this topic? Because in New Year, I think it's time for us to regroup and look forward and see what we want to accomplish this year in terms of our creative projects. Do you have our list of what we pitched last time? Thank you for asking. Yes, I do. Oh, perfect. Um, so should I just go through everyone's pitches? Love to hear it. So Elliot, you wanted to buy a theater and mm-hmm. have movie nights, make mm-hmm. popcorn themed nights, sell tickets. 19 plus. 19 plus. Um, here's what I have to say. You didn't buy a theater, but what? you have gotten your own place where you'll... Hold movie nights, presumably. With surround sound. So I don't think you didn't achieve your goal. <laughs> How do you feel about it? I'm halfway that? there. I'm halfway there in my mind. Um, who's to say I didn't buy a movie theater? You know, times are tough. We're in the pandemic. Um, the dollar what if tonight only... was the night you wanted to tell us you'd bought a movie theater? Yeah, and I was just waiting for that moment. I'd be very upset. <laughs> yeah. You need to buy a rug. <laughs> <laughs> Still working on that plan. Still in still in the forefront or the background. The sequel to We Bought a Zoo, We Bought a Movie Theater. Yeah. We, still with Matt Damon. We bought a cinema. Is that what the title of that movie is? We Bought a Zoo? Yeah, it's quite literal. I actually really liked that movie. <laughs> but it was um, bad. But yeah, I think you're close to achieving your goal. Like what you wanted was like a community outlet for movies. And what you got with, was like screening. It was one person. <laughs> Who lives but there. you can invite me and Maggie over. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Four people. It's a good start. You could invite more people over. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Don't want you guys will else. have a big couch. Eh? Right? Eh? eh? <laughs> eh? People can sit on the floor. I'll yeah. happily sit on the floor. Okay. Maggie, you pitched, you wanted to illustrate a children's book. Six year old girls, summer day in Toronto, biking from your home. I to, love that title. Uh, <laughs> to the island six-year-old girl biking from home to the island a book with her mother with her mother following her mother around the novel seeing the sights of toronto yeah elliot then pitched so, uh, on top of that that it could be like a series where you do seasons so you do a day in the winter a day in spring a day in summer day i love that fall I, I do i love that the winter. How is it going? Okay, so my my I, it wasn't like a resolution where it was like I have to be done by the end of the year. I mean, so, I I said that you should have something to show us by May. And what, uh, yeah, and I said no to that. You but, said um, yes. Well, okay, <laughs> by May okay, I had. Fuck you. <laughs> so, so I have worked on it a little bit. Um, I've written down. Uh, all the locations that I potentially want to hit and there's too many so I need somebody I need like 
like so you sorry guessed. at home you have a list somewhere that says like castle loma <laughs> yeah literally like castle no like it's truly trip advisor list <laughs> but it makes sense on the map to uh to the ferry docks um and then on the way back um and i've also done like a little like concept art for um now we're talking yeah i've done like a, i have an image that i can show you guys i did it with my gouache paints um i have not done too much work on that book it's in progress it's in progress but you started it yeah congrats yeah and there's gonna be more of it soon amazing yeah. now at least yours were a little bit more theoretical i assume hmm. and you pitched a couple of shows one was a medical drama about the face transplant guy the first successful face and hand transplant and hand transplant face and hands off it and was on. very much based on you wanted like a chernobyl aesthetic you wanted to focus on the science behind it yeah like 12 there'd be 12 episodes and each episode was a rehearsal surgery yeah I stand by it. It's a great idea. Those and you also idea. pitched this oil town drama. Oh, love it. Genius. And then you also you also pitched a merch idea with a shirt that says get him on the pod. Yeah. Which I still think. I, I, I think love we that. have <laughs> Alicia Keys hot and <laughs> get him on the pod. <laughs> so you you stand by your ideas. Yeah. I stand by I'm one day. I'm still ready to like so I guess to tack onto my week, one thing we've been doing at work is we're like also writing or I don't know how to describe it. My boss is also working on a script with somebody else with another writer. And so I've gotten to like sit in on the writing room and do notes and all that kind of stuff. But anyways, it's very interesting to see like writing a pilot writing a series outline and then also writing the overview of like, if you didn't read the pilot, here is an overview overview that explains to you like who, what, where, when, and why in the, in the season. And then like the outline is kind of like more in depth, but anyways, that's what they're putting together for a pitch pack package. So now I feel like I could take my concept, start a writing room, get a pilot together. Right. Oh, I sure. know what I'm going to pitch. The yes. tools to be able to actually yes. make this happen. That's so I might so not valuable. have actually written anything no, about those but ideas, but now I know how to like get somebody on board to be like, okay, this is my idea. Let's spend three days fleshing it out and make sure that it's sellable. You're getting the experience we need. Yeah, yeah. and now I know that I've, if one of those did get picked up, I want to come on as a creative executive producer. I don't want to be fucking sitting there balancing the books. I, I want to be saying... know what that means. It's, I want to be saying, hey, this should look like that and this his should name should be harry That's and you he do. should look like this and they should go over here but don't tell me to direct the actors like an ideas person yeah, yeah. but creative executive producer the fancy title yeah cool um i also have not made any progress you had a really good idea that with you, footage that i already, that you already have. have you have all the footage about the whooping crane conspiracy <sighs> have not edited you're sitting on gold yeah what has happened is i got a machine that i can edit on i now have office space that's separate from like my work so i can i'm closer mm -hmm. mm. so yeah that's where that's where we are let's pitch new ideas who wants to start you've got the notes She's you want me to start? Yeah, Elliot, yeah. let's hear what you have to say so my first one is kind of is not even a real pitch it's just like a general like opening thought every um magazine kind of brand or content maker has whatever the the clip out thing is whatever the viral thing from that one show usually is whether it being like uh 
First Week Feast has hot ones. There's Open Door. There's 75 Questions. Is I don't know. Was Vogue. it Vanity Vogue or Vanity? Yeah. 10 Things I Can't Live Without. It's like the GQ one. And they have like, you can read the magazine, but like if you're going to, on YouTube to find whatever, the one clip out thing to watch whatever this person's 10 favorite fucking shoes or whatever it is, what would parking lots equivalent be for the clip out thing for people yeah. to be like i love that whether it's mm-hmm. attached to what are you eating for breakfast what's in the bag like, but oh. like whether it being attached to who we talk to for drive-through conversations or it being friends of the pod or whatever it would be but thinking about like what is our our series that gets people oh i'm really excited to see their answer for this gimmick or whatever it is. I don't know what it would be, but I love that. Whatever it would be. I like be. this train of thought. I'm yeah. really, really good train of really, thought. Really yeah. Love breakfast. it. Breakfast. Yeah. You want to so, go back to breakfast stories? I've always loved our breakfast idea. Me too. That's how we started. That's how we started was we wanted to make a show where we interviewed people in their homes and they made breakfast and right. we like talked to them for us to eat. So the idea with that would be so if Shout out to our last, was it our last? Was Nobu the last guy that we talked to? Yeah, the last guy. So <laughs> Nobu, for example, would, after our interview comes out, and then two weeks later, we would have a four panel comic strip illustrated by Maggie mm-hmm. Prince of your breakfast routine or whatever it is. Even if it's just this, 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 oh, Nobu's breakfast or I whatever it, it would so be. Much. Just like something that they're like, oh, I'm excited to see like, Hey, how he boils an egg or whatever. It's just like, oh, I'm going to boil this egg and I know it's going to take exactly seven and a half minutes or whatever the, the little minutia, little details of whatever their breakfast routine is. Something like that. Yeah. Whether even if it is that or if it's something like... We did then follow up and make Nobu cook us dinner though. I so feel like that's in the We kind of did it. We just didn't film it. Yeah. yeah. But, but we breakfast were like, is a very specific thing. Yeah, no, breakfast is where it's at. But we... We did have a good time. I'm more just flexing that Nobu made us dinner. <laughs> dinner to me is more performative, whereas like breakfast is personal. It's mm-hmm. just for you. Breakfast is just for you. Yeah, you're, you're not, not making not... breakfast for other people. Well, even like too, but... the boiling eggs, like I do six minutes. There you yeah. go. Why seven and a half? Breakfast yeah, is like know. a reflection of who you are. But yeah. dinner is like, I'm I'm trying to impress. But breakfast is like, this is my soul on the line. Yeah, like do you put salt in your oatmeal? No. Of course. I met somebody there today. You have to salt your water. That's yeah. the fucking disgusting. Why do you want salty oatmeal? I don't think, I think you don't. It's a do pinch you make, of salt. Uh, homemade oatmeal? Yeah. And I do not, I only put sugar, honey, See, this cinnamon. in the water as it boils? Yeah. I only put water, I only put salt if I'm boiling pasta or potatoes. No. No. That's You're wrong, fucked. I'm afraid. I met somebody today who dunks, um, buttered toast in hot chocolate and i was like get out of my face i hope you murdered them (laughs) yeah i'm I'm, no 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 that's like a never mind she was like didn't you ever have that when you came home from tobogganing and i was like no i wasn't held hostage as a child (laughs) okay well i'll go with my first one um which is like my main one but i want to do um so i want to take this would be a collaboration with my dad and i need to like fully pitch him on it um it would be uh like a cookbook with all of his recipes um and then i would just be painting every single it would be like it's instead of like the pictures of the recipe, it would be like an illustration of the recipe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like a little tidbit of like the history of that, um, like recipe. So it's like a, 
like a a family cookbook, but also he has a lot of like um like traditional French recipes from his like food shop in Ottawa and throughout. But yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like instant. You need to start making that happen as soon as possible. I've like been thinking about it for a while and I have like a few sketches of like front covers of like uh like my dad facing the counter, like obviously cooking something with an apron on, and then like a a little girl like trying to like lean up on the counter and like peer over and see what he's cooking. Or like another little girl like sitting on the kitchen counter because me and my sisters used to like sit on the kitchen counter a lot and like try to help. Mm. so yeah cute. it would be that yeah. it's so nice and nostalgic and mixing everything that you love which yeah. is like food and illustration yeah all together mm-hmm. was would this be because you also want to like collect all of your family recipes right your yeah so recipe. this would be a part of that right yeah okay. this would um yeah so there would be like some very like specific like Fraser Prince recipes that are his own but then it would also be like how our family does the traditional Christmas dinner like how like how you prepare your stuffing and stuff like that or like how you make mac and cheese and how you uh make like a 20 minute chocolate cake and stuff like that it's a great idea yeah I love that yeah if it's for sale I I would like to buy it yeah I think it's gonna be really pretty Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's a good selling point. We were all pretty, oh, really good. Yeah. Last time I asked you what your color palette was. Do you have a color palette for this? Um, I see a lot of blues. Yeah, I think it's gonna like the cover would be like a very like the it would the like the main picture of it would be like a a painted drawing of like a, a somebody's like family kitchen with some activity going on in it and then the border outline would be some like bright color in my head it's like right now it's like a toronto maple leafs blue like a really like blue mm. blue or it would be like a bright yellow but i feel like bright yellow right now is pretty in for like cookbooks mm. so i don't want to overdo that you don't want to be too trendy yeah i don't want to be too trendy because i've seen like Maddie Matheson's is like bright yellow and yeah. Carla from, uh, from Bon Appetit is bright yellow yeah. too. But Maggie, um, you do that in your own time. I have no <laughs> no pressure here. But I feel like this this is this one is a bit more um like I'm going to work on my own one like throughout this year for sure like I'm like actively like very much want to work on that but I feel like uh because my mom is like excited to like type out our all of our fam- my dad's family recipes there's like a bit more incentive for me to be like mm. oh it's like right collaboration yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah anyways Kate cool um okay so mine is um at least I think you know about this because I was really excited about this a while ago. But it's a New York Times article that I read that I want to turn into like a podcast miniseries or documentary video series. Um, so it's an article called How a Police Chief in Wyoming's Ranchlands Lost Her War on Drugs. But basically, it's profiling these two female police chiefs in this tiny town in Wyoming, like 15 miles from anything else. Um, and they the town is like 11,000 people. And there's a huge meth problem in the town. And all of the drug 
but like all of the drug dealing goes on in this one bar called Kelly's bar and the women, oh, their, their names are called Terry Van Dam and Misty Clevenger. Wait, this is this real? Is real. This, this is, is real. This is a real story. Kelly's Bar. Kelly's oh Bar God. in Wyoming. And her Fuck. name, and she looks like, she looks, they're both like powerhouse women. It's kind of the vibes of like unbelievable, like that kind of dynamic, I would mm-hmm. imagine. But she's got like coal black eyeliner, platinum blonde hair like a a big fedora I think that's misty and then Terry's like brown hair bright pink nails cowgirl boots like they're both leaning against fences like taking down the like the city council trying to trying to like because there's like corruption at this point it's It's like all levels there's like they just kept they keep getting hit with like silence and all of these like like movie villains like fat like mean looking dudes who sit on city council are just shutting down these police chiefs and being like, there's not a drug problem in this town. Um, so it ended by these two women being fired and like nothing happening in the town. So I want to follow up and go talk to these, these women and see what's going on in this town. And it's like the photo there, there were photos along with the article and it's so beautiful. And these women are just like figures. I can't, makeup and I just I have to I have to know what's happening there I love that I love that I was googling today the the reporter who wrote the article who I'd have to reach out to to try and adapt her story her name's Allie uh Allie Watkins and she is 29 years old when she was 22 she was nominated for the Pulitzer Prize for Journalism because she was the one do you know that Adam Driver movie The Report Mm -hmm. she was the one who was writing she did she like broke that national story that hang on I don't want to fuck it up the story that the CIA was monitoring Senate computers while the Senate Intelligence Committee prepared a report on the CIA's detention and interrogation program so she was the one how did she know that well I don't know if this was because of she was I think she was like in the Washington DC bureau like writing stories and found it somehow. But then she started dating one of the CIA intelligence agency officers. And then she ended up getting transferred from DC to New York because the times was like saying it was an inappropriate relationship. So there's a story even with the reporter, but she broke this like huge story that is one of the craziest things I've ever heard in my life. There's a story about her too. So anyway, that's my pitch. I want to like that. Those are beautiful. I think that's I a really, great really want to tell yeah. this story. Okay, that's my idea, Elise. <laughs> well, on that note, I think that I'm just going to come out and say it and say that my what I want to work on are essentially just several Chernobyls. I just want to work <laughs> on dramas that are adapting real life stories in a very straight drama way. Don't expect anything else from me. I have no other ideas. <laughs> so my first idea. It's a really strong, strong <laughs> base. Strong though. start. Yeah. I'm setting you guys up. So um, I might have talked about this on another episode, or maybe I've just talked to you guys about this in person, but I want to do also a limited drama about the life of Anna Nicole Smith. <gasps> oh, yes. You oh have talked about this. Yeah. Did I talk about it on the podcast? I no. love Anna Nicole Smith so much. So again, the crown meets Chernobyl. That's what I want to do. I want to take these moments we've seen in the public eye that have become pop icon moments and then kind of recontextualize them with the personal life of the person that 
is happening to because you may or may or may not know a lot about Anna Nicole Smith but she was kind of this like playboy party girl who's very sexualized she was like very overtly sexual she was known for you know dating older men and taking their money and then just became kind of like a weird laughing stock towards the end of her life like she was very much an easy target of that like TMZ comedy roast weird period of uh, entertainment but I think her life is so fascinating because she was one of the first people to really be like kind of provocative and like take your sexuality and like fucking use it. Mm-hmm. But in a way that was not appreciated. I, if anything, I think she was way ahead of her time. Yeah. And I truly think that like she married this very wealthy man who was like in his 90s and she was in her early 20s and she'd already had a child. He took them in. They were married. And I truly think that they loved each other in some capacity whether it was traditional or not i really do think that there was a true bond there it wasn't just she was with him for money but he died and he left a lot of money to her and his actual kids his son most of all did not vibe with that so while she's coming into the public eye and she's you know doing these roasts and she's has these like mtv shows about her and she's kind of this sex symbol she's also going through one of the biggest divorce proceedings ever to the point where it got to the Supreme Court in the U.S., which is crazy. It went from her being granted $80 million to $400 million to $80,000, just all over the spectrum. It keeps getting escalated. She keeps fighting it. But all the while, she's being extorted for money. She's struggling with a drug problem. Her son is struggling with a drug problem. She's having this issue of infidelity and paternal rights happening in the public eye. This is crazy. But what do we remember for her for? We just remember, do you want, do you like my body? Like just so ahead of her time. She's brilliant. Um, So I want to do it from like her early twenties up until her death. And each episode would be like a couple of years in her life where all of these things are happening in the background. But what I want to focus on is the relationship with her son, because as some of you may or may not know, but at a certain point she ends up marrying her lawyer and then they, he takes her to another country. They go to like Costa Rica, where essentially he's figured out like this is a country where she can't be extradited and he can't be extradited. He's piling her full of drugs, making sure that she has no access to her money, kind of like a Britney Spears situation, taping her to make, make her look bad. Like all of those weird clown videos and things of her being intoxicated are all videos that were leaked by him. And she started this relationship with this other man. And so then when she got pregnant for the second time, there's this whole dispute of like who's actually the father but her and her son through this both have like kind of a codependent relationship and are both struggling with drugs and her son is really the only person who's like ever known her Mm -hmm. and a lot of this information i'm getting from this uh, youtuber named sloan who did like a long form analysis of kind of the behind the scenes of what's happening so that's what really inspired me for this but anyways long story short she gives birth to her daughter in a hospital room and her son overdoses in the same room at the same time You've just given birth to your daughter and your son just died at the same time. Like, isn't that insane? Before she even left the hospital, her son came to visit and he died. Uh, What an insane, insane story. But all people look back at is like she was kind of a bimbo and a gold digger. Mm -hmm. Like just an incredibly riveting drama. So I'd really, really like to make that and like give her the story she deserves. I am so supportive of this. (laughs) And like that's. Like you should, at least you need to listen to this podcast you're wrong about because they do a whole yeah, episode this, about oh, Nicole really? Smith and they just talk about like the maligned women of the 90s, yeah. which like the bimbo era and how like as a culture, we just decided to like reduce her to this yeah. 
thing. And it's just, it's her story is so fucking tragic her story. Like it has, it has intercontinental drama. Ah, yes. It has extradition. My favorite. It has law Extradition and order. is my favorite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it has crime. It has drugs. It has relationships. It has all of that. And, uh, and so I'd like to call it money girl. That's what it would oh be called. Oh my God. She it. yes. She's even got a name. Be called um, money girl. Which network does this belong on? HBO, baby. Yeah. Me and HBO, we're going to be going strong. Um, but yeah, that's my first idea. I'm really excited to see in five years time, you go on parkinglot.com and you just see the dot whatever. Was it dot dot me. dot me. me? By that time, we'll be able to afford dot <laughs> com. We'll get dot, dot com by then. And we're going to have cookbooks, uh, documentaries about Anna Nicole Smith. And, <laughs> it's not a documentary. Fiction. It's a I drama. The documentary about the, the two cops and then the, yeah. the HBO <laughs> yeah. Fiction uh, series about Anna Nicole Smith. And also, it's be and, a just a, and a movie theater. And yeah. a movie theater. And our breakfast series. And our breakfast series. It's going to be a real feast for We can start mind. our own network. Yeah. Maybe we'll get the tall boys to jump to us, too. We they should. can do sketch. Yeah. Um, so my next pitch. So before we, we start this pitch, I need to learn a little bit about um, the rules of TikTok. Because TikTok, you can use music freely because they just what they buy the rights to a bunch of songs so that people can use those songs in their videos well like it's kind of like how you use music on instagram like it's just kind of contained to the platform right and how does it work in terms of movie scenes or like clips from shows or something do they have any sort of connection whatsoever so like if you put up like a scene from a movie whether it's just like 10 seconds or less than that are you allowed to do that in any yeah, way like tiktok is kind of like the wild west in terms of like you can put up anything but like say if like warner brothers tiktok saw that and complained to tiktok then you could like be shadow banned so maybe they would ask you to take it down or maybe like your content just won't be seen for a while okay. but like it's not like on youtube where it's like three strikes you're out or no. like they're gonna take that down and you don't get monetized for okay. it because um i just finished watching lord of the rings with my dad and while i was watching um while i watch any of those movies my favorite parts besides the movies it's in general are the little kind of offshoot conversations that happen between characters that are really not main characters, whether it just be like a handful of orcs being like, I didn't get up early enough this morning, whatever, <laughs> like just like little kind of offhanded comments to each other. You hear them in Star Wars all the time where someone would be like, did you see those new 1859 converters? Oh my God, I was waiting for those, like kind of little stupid things. And it being a TikTok series of different like, snippets from different movies or different times of people who are not the main focus. So I was watching Lord of the Rings and there's the big battle sequence and there's thousands of these horses, right? And the guy at the very front is just, he's just screaming out to like get everybody <laughs> pumped up. And I imagine like, can you imagine like a thousand guys in, there's these two guys on horses who are like, I don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> they're like not even moving yet. <laughs> they're not even moving and they're just sitting there. She's like, I think, I think he's giving his speech now. It's okay. It's going to be about 15 minutes till we get out there anyway. And then them just looking at each other and being got like one guy being like, Oh my God. And then as I go, like, oh, are you, are you really that nervous? He's like, no, I just, I fucking, I left all the weapons I didn't take on the dining room table. And I just left them out. My wife's, Oh, my wife's going to be so pissed. And he's just being like, oh, well, you know, it, I really don't think it's that big of a deal. He's like, no, you don't understand. She hates that stuff. And him being, well, you're, you're literally in a, in a battle. He's like, I just, you know, I got up so early the morning, the, the army moves out at dawn and I couldn't sleep because I was nervous. And then just kind of been going back and forth. And then man, I, I think you're going to be fine. Like, 
you're literally in a battle. And, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then his line being like, no, man, I, I hope I die in this battle because if I go home, my wife's going to kill me. Like, <laughs> that's amazing. Well, just, like, that's literally what most of, like, most of TikTok is people, like, repurposing audio from movies and shows and then, like, mouthing over it. Yeah. Or, like, do, or, like recording clips of, like, shows and movies and doing something with it. Yeah, like, and that's what I would want to do, whether it being just, a, I don't know how long is too long in terms of TikTok time, but. Well, I have some insider knowledge. Mm. TikTok is currently beta testing in Canada three to five minute videos. (gasps) Yeah, which would be perfect. But only available in Canada. So nobody in other countries can see it right now. Mm. So what did they do now? Is it two minutes maximum? It's three minutes maximum. That's that's, a good amount of time. That's still enough time. You've been working with that. I think we should make this happen. And it would just be, I'd want it to look really janky so it'd be whatever the like on t- a green screen the 10 seconds of the clip from whatever the movie is and then cutting to me and someone else sitting in front of a really shitty looking green screen yeah. with just making like a, fur coat a making a costume yeah. of stuff that we just have i don't yeah. want it to look right and then just like be like sitting there like as if we're on a horse or whatever and being like yeah god my ass itches or whatever just like stupid <laughs> stuff of like them Elliot, going back and forth that's a you great too. idea this, that's 90 percent of tiktok Elliot, okay. this is go. a tick this is like so far well, we got to make this happen yeah, yeah this, like, this is, is like the most is, achievable yeah. i was gonna say this yeah remember i sent you that tiktok that was just that guy going space jam dvd space yeah. jam oh, yeah. he can but do it that was, it was the one <laughs> that you sent this. me of um the beatles thing that oh. kind of got my idea yeah and it's just it's <laughs> It is just, it's honestly, it's just taking how we talk about even those Harry Potter movies yeah. and us diving in on those specific things, even them being in the things in the, in the audience of Quidditch, it's like, there's never been a good game of Quidditch. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone always dies. The behind like, the scenes of the Toad Choir. Or just someone like, even just like the hospital people like on the ground and be like, here comes another one. Like, just like with a big net yeah. or something, just like catching players, someone on fire. Oh! Like just falling down. I like that idea. I a lot. do feel like this is the core of your comedy is like people having average conversations in crazy situations. Yeah. And yeah. It always gets you. And yeah, I think it does. It does really get me. There was stuff a, that makes me uh, I don't we did an episode like a year ago where you it wasn't the pitching episode, but it was or maybe it was where you were talking about um I don't think it, it was. wasn't. It was I the, just re listened to that. It was like uh, you were talking about um, just like the Michelangelo's like competition. Oh, yeah. Just like the guy who's like the, the, there the in the Renaissance. Who, the people who like, weren't picked. Yeah. To yes. the Sistine Chapel. I, I fucking love that idea. I think about that like once a month and I'm like, oh, that's so funny. We, yeah. Like, it's so good. I forgot about that. That it's is so hilarious. Good. That would fit in this because in your TikTok yeah. really series. it would be achievable because all you would need is a green screen and then just making do you wouldn't have to worry about a set because it purposely has to look bad. You don't even need like most of the things that are reenactments on TikTok literally is like somebody wearing a backwards pot on their head in their kitchen. Yeah, but I would like it to look I like I like <laughs> the I like it. the idea of the screen behind I it see. of whatever it is. And just like even even if it's that Michelangelo thing and it's me sitting across with someone with a candle on a wooden table and yeah. it's just some fake Italian like vista yeah. beside us and being like They have like a little mustache. Oh, oh Tony, what am I gonna do? Like kind of <laughs> s- stupid back and forth. But yeah, that's my that's my second. Pitch. I like that a lot. Yeah. What's your timeline on that? Uh, I have to learn how to 
write stuff that's we funny. can easily order a green screen you on just amazon wrote, that's hilarious what you were just doing yeah we can put i'd be willing to put a green screen Sounds up in our like, living room as long as you put you it guys away move after. in and then you should work on this project yes okay march March. March March 2nd March 2nd March 1st <laughs> Get the green screen up I'll As soon as you unpack school Oh Elliot <laughs> You've got your uh, teacher right I'm gonna here I'm going to be moving in with the, the dean I of- don't mean to flex But I did have a meeting with TikTok Canada on Monday So That's- I have the scoop <laughs> you're, uh, you're moving into the right place I have access to trends pages Perfect uh, Maggie Um. So my second pitch So I wanted is kind of both my second and third. So I want to do um, a series of paintings, like a part one, part two, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I've already decided on the next one, on the one I'm doing, and I've, I guess I've already started it. So that's why it's only like half a pitch, is I'm just going to do a bunch of different paintings of the reference library of like people in there, like napping or just like different vignettes yeah like different vignettes of the reference library because tableaus um those have been like very popular um on my instagram and i really really enjoy doing them and the why i it was actually listening to uh one of our interviews and megan's interview and she referenced like you guys were talking about um uh, her favorite buildings. Yeah, in like her favorite interiors or exterior, like architectural buildings in Toronto. And she referenced the reference library. And I was like, oh my God. She referenced the library. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yes, that place is so beautiful. Um, and I've been trying to find things that inspire me as much as that interior in Toronto that are like the perfect mix of like... Uh, people have uh, so people have been like oh like you should do like city hall or you should do like the and i'm like no that's like you're it's, missing it yeah it's so it's like so specific and i it's got to be like quietly beautiful yeah and something very much for like torontonians because i could do like the cn tower yeah like i <laughs> like i feel like the reference library is so perfect because mm-hmm. it's not a tourist destination and yeah. it's like very it's so like of its period like we it's so like 70s and uh, like interesting and when you walk in it's only like I don't know there's just like so many characters within it and there's so many different viewpoints you can do with it so I was I've been trying to think of um another version of that and I think I've hit it but also like I'm open to like this is actually me pitching and I feel like maybe it might not I be have quite ideas. right I have okay. ideas. what are your what is it it's um the via rail so it's like just like a bunch of uh like paintings of the via rail either people on the train or like the train in a landscape uh, like retro like the old trains from like the 20s yes or like the 60s um i used to take the train to montreal by myself when i was a little girl i feel like a lot of people have like huge deal for me like associations with it um and you can do it like the train entering from Union Station or you can do the train in like the middle of nowhere. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. So mm-hmm. I was thinking oh, of that. I love that. Yeah. Or is that, is that also kind of hit the, like, it's too, I'm not, I don't know. It's no, hard. Because it I think be... the way you'd approach it, it would be so specific. Yeah. Like your perspective of it mm-hmm. would be like very Toronto centric. 
Yeah. I agree, but is the Via Rail like specific enough to Toronto? Yeah, that's like, what I yeah. other trains in other cities are gray. I know. Well, I'm I'm thinking that this one might be like a Canada mm. one, but I'm not but then is that that is that not like suited to my style well when you're going off the reference letter reference letter reference library i was thinking about like the winter elgin theater like that just has such like a mm. specific interior yeah. that like if you I don't can't really picture that the either. garden one yeah it's like it's on the third floor and it's like all these red velvet seats with like the fake greenery hanging down oh, and all right. the lights around the top yeah, i saw a comedy show there yeah that like that's yeah, a very that's so like beautiful if you're like from toronto you know about that or when you said the train i thought you were actually going to say like the interior of union station or oh, like oh yeah like if you're like going on the go train or like that big concourse hall where we shot that short film that's like you know like you know that when you but you fucking walked through it a thousand yeah. times because yeah. you're yeah. on your way to somewhere else even the like glass area with the geese at eaton center or yeah. something yeah. like that right something yeah. that is yeah. it's not necessarily geese. the you know, like the most identifiable being like the waterfront of yeah. the CN Tower or like and the Sky Dome or the whatever. The ants on the side of the Cameron House. Yeah. You know, those like big white ants yeah. that are on yeah. the side of the it. car that sticks out of the, the, the CP24 building. Yeah. Right. Yeah. These are yeah. great ideas. Thanks, guys. There was also the other building that Megan said was Massey College. Yes. Have you been there? I think um, it's. I am not like the. I'm not as familiar with it. You as should I go back. With, yeah. Because it's so beautiful. I know, like all these things that I'm like the theater that you were just uh, talking about. At least, like I'm not that familiar with it. But I think if I were to like pick it, I would like make myself familiar yeah. with it because I don't want to like fake it. But yeah, mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll go see a show. Yeah, we'll go see a show. Yeah. So if you guys think of stuff, I'm I'm I've been thinking for a while too. It's like hard to this building. Four hundred one Richmond. Four hundred one Richmond. This room. That this room with this banging pipe I mean, in the background so many yeah. people the can atrium relate to with it. the with the plants yeah yeah so are you going to start doing work in a series um yeah i think well, not not all of my work but uh like i don't know i just feel like i've been inspired a lot by this like reference library hmm. theme that i've been doing and it's been doing well and like i enjoy it and the people enjoy it so I'm gonna I'm gonna ride that way. For the people, by the people. Yeah. People have spoken. Cool. Mm -hmm. And I think I like I maybe not the via rail. I don't know what it is, but it's I think I I really that like old train setting. Yeah, and I I just I used to love trains so much when I was like really little. Like I would I had like the the wraparound train set that used to be my dad's, but then as a kid like I had. Um and I just like took a really, really, really long break from thinking about trains. And recently I've been thinking about them again and I'm like, oh shit, I really like them. <laughs> so maybe I'm just a break from thinking about trains. <laughs> yeah, I did. Is it a conscious break? No, it wasn't, unfor uh, unfortunately. What about, what about our diner? Our Sunday brunch diner? Oh, the Lakeview? No. Um, Skyline? Skyline. Sky oh, that's what I meant to say. Sorry, Skyline. Yeah, Skyline would be good. Yeah, that would, or just, but it would have to be like a series. So would it like oh, it would each each place is a series? Yeah, it's yeah. not just oh, it's like not just one. like places in Toronto. It's supposed to be like a series on one yeah, place. That's why I did not understand that. That's why like a uh, the via 
make sense in that regard because there's so many different options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I have to fi- figure out the right. Kate, you got another one? Yeah. Um, this one might be too soon to talk about, but I'm going to do it anyway. So um, do you guys remember how I wanted to pitch something to Nobu? No. Okay. Well, I really, <laughs> that was why I wanted to have dinner in the first place with Nobu was because I wanted to pitch him something. Uh, so essentially I just want to move my like thesis documentary forward and turn it into a real piece. And my, the thesis, the thing I made was a piece about this guy, Bill Lishman, who taught Canadian geese how right. to like fly behind an, um, an arrow. Oh my God. An ultralight airplane. And I like profiled him for a year and filmed him and turned it into a short piece, but I wanted it to be something bigger and real, more real. And so at one point I had like, uh, like a real producer on board who was going to help me pitch this to TVO and turn it into something. And I just sort of let it fall away because I was too scared to move it forward. But I am ready now to move it forward. Yeah, it's like a, and I want it to have like personality and like an editing style and I want it to feel like cinematic. Um, So I was talking to Byron about it and he's, so he is taking on this project as part of like 0110's new (laughs) roster of projects. Byron's going to put some resources towards it and we're going to have, we're going to start having meetings about it to, to see how we can push it forward. That's so cool. So I'm hoping it's going to turn into something real. Okay, that was my pitch, Elise. All right, back at it again with the dramatizations of real life. This is also something I think I've talked about on the podcast before, but I would also like to do a limited series of The Rise of Jake Paul. I want to start (laughs) at the beginning. Again, this is a straight-laced Chernobyl-style drama about an absolute narcissist coming up in the height of YouTube Musical.ly Vine TikTok. Mm -hmm. So I think when I first had this idea, Jake Paul was still kind of like in the flux of like being a shitty YouTuber who had a really big child audience and was just being an absolute shithead. And like kids were like, Jake Paulers, Jake Paulers. He was putting out merch and Christmas music. Now I think there's a full enough arc where... Jake Paul has made the weird move to boxing, right? He's doing those like pay-per-view boxings where he's fighting like Floyd Mayweather or whatever and just getting into these million dollar boxing matches. I didn't, I mean, I don't know anything about him, but I also did not know that about him. That's where he's at now. He's pretty much abandoned YouTube. Like he's just fucking fist fighting for money in the ring now, which I think is so weird, but kind of brilliant. And I just wasn't using his head for anything. No, he was not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, he was not. His good looks. But this is something I want to make. Like, I don't, this is not my Anna Nicole. This is not my, you know, 12 episodes of surgery. This is like, I'm going to make this in 10 years from now when the kids who fucking loved Jake Paul on YouTube are nostalgic for that. Mm. Are nostalgic for like coming home every day, putting on your Jake Pauler merch and watching, what's up you guys, welcome to the next video. The feuds between Jake Paul and his brother, the rap battles, the diss tracks, all of that. The girls. The girls, the Alyssa Violet of yes. it all. The fucking being on Vine as a teenager. Like I want to do this almost their like- dad. Their fucking weird dad, Greg Paul. The whole, like his mom started a YouTube channel. Like I want to do like a- 
like yeah it's gonna be nostalgic for kids who grew up in that really weird time of youtube where youtube became tv like instead of coming home every day after school and watching cartoons you're fucking watching jake paul versus logan paul in their weird it's rented really, really mansions scary. and also going through like the whole team 10 thing like now there's literally a hype house tv show on netflix and jake paul was one of the first who like went to investors as an 18 year old and was like give me money to buy a house and I'm going to then recruit other content creators and make this fucking business model for posting content, which like was not ahead of its time, but he was one of the most prolific people mm-hmm. doing that. And how many, how toxic and how turned over that house became. It was like literally a revolving door of like these people who's some of their careers flourished, some of them completely sputtered out. Um, but just what a weird journey of like a YouTube influencer to boxer to who knows what else are you worried about what's happened to the kids since then no i mean that's what people people were worried about us watching fucking south park and ren and stimpy they should be look how we turned out (laughs) Yeah. yeah but um anyways yeah i just think there's something really interesting and i don't really know what it is yet that's interesting to me about that story but i want to do it in a reflective way i don't want to be chronicling it now i want it to be like this story has started and is over after he's died not yeah. like the the Andrew Garfield movie that just came out. The one, yeah, that mainstream. Yeah. Well, so mainstream actually kind of did what I want to do, but not in the way that I'd want to tackle it. What's mainstream? Mainstream is a movie with uh, what's that girl's name? Something Hawk, the one who's Ethan uh, Hawk and Emma uh, Thurman's daughter, Maya Hawk, Maya Hawk, oh, and uh, Andrew Garfield. Yeah. And essentially, Andrew Garfield is like a hybrid of Jake and Logan Paul. And but it's like kind of surrealist and absurd, and he just plays like he plays like all of the worst parts of a, a influencer's ego. But again, like you guys know me, I love a tragedy. I love getting into not just exploiting like why someone's well, not exploiting how someone's shitty, but why they're shitty, mm-hmm. and like kind of like uh, can you imagine you're 17 years old, you're from Ohio, you've moved out to Los Angeles, you have more money than you have any business having, and you are in charge of other teenagers your age, you're their boss, you're hooking up. With with them you're their friend and you're also partying what a fucking trip that does on your mind and that kind of reminds me of my summer camps <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it gives you a weird power complex where consequences don't really exist for you and when you're constantly constantly having to raise the stakes to stay ahead of the game where you're gonna like jump on top of a news van you're gonna cause chaos in your neighborhood people want to people want to evict you the city wants to cut off power to your house by my last summer i was <laughs> dropping eggs off the top of the building yeah. <laughs> so um, are you Jake paul it sounds like it. i was escalating things pretty she's hard picking favorites then. yeah me well maybe i'll have you come on as a consultant yeah but... someone who can really relate to his <laughs> yeah. journey yeah but anyways, I just think that would be a really interesting thing to like for kids of that day and age to look back on. I look forward to all of your productions. Thank Me you. Too. I think I'm just going to have like a deal with HBO where like I go away for a couple of years. I make a show. I come back there. Woo, 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 I go away again. Yeah. Well, because what they happens for me is you pick people where I'm I'm the public the narrative that I got fed, I was like, yes, I also discount them and everything they do. And you're going to like feed me the new side of it. Yeah. Of like Ugh. what I don't understand. I yeah. love this content. That's yeah. Thanks. That's what I want. That's what I want. I oh. want it to be like, oh, Elise Bailey's coming out with a new show that she produced. Oh, I, I wonder what that. her take's going to be. Ooh. I wonder what happened to Jake Paul as a child. I'm, I'm going to combine my last ones into, into, into one. Um, my first one. It's an idea I've I've had for a long time. Been really percolating on. Um, the idea is called Snack Chat. 
Mm. And Mm-mm-mm. it's it's an app that is based. Um, it's a photo messaging app that is specifically limited to just sending pictures of food to each other. Um, you'll try to take a picture of your face and your phone will be like, no, no. This but a is, dick, that's a it. snack. I'm no, kidding. No, no dicks. A hot dog, sure. Hot dog sans toppings. Uh, no. It might get the red flag. Uh, wow. But, um, a hot dog in like a little round bun. Yeah. Yeah. What about no. a nipple? Looks like pepperoni. No, no nipples. <laughs> It's an app for kids, guys. I take this seriously. Um, but yeah, that's that's my. I, I've, I've been networking and marketing a little bit. I like the, the idea. Like Talk to some people. You'd like yeah. send a picture of oatmeal to somebody, and you write the caption like, "My grandmother just died." Yeah. <laughs> Are you free this weekend? <laughs> Your only way of communicating is through food. But you have to take a picture of food to be able to send the message. Like you can't just send somebody a message. Like, I gotta. I gotta text my mom to go pick me up. I gotta go buy something at the convenience store. <laughs> a bag of chips. You're like, my parents are getting divorced. In a this world, only your app exists for communication. But it would be specific because it would be um, instead of so buying a bag of chips. Mm-hmm. This would be like you know cutting edge AI technology in this app, so that if you took a picture of a bag of lace that's not open, no, 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 those <laughs> chips need to be out of the bag. They need to be either you in your hand or like you have to like sprinkle them out on can the you sidewalk take a or something. In the bag? Oh yeah, as long as the logo is not showing, the okay. chips can be open in the bag. What about a selfie of you eating? <gasps> oh yeah, because there's gonna be people like holding up their salad bowls, being like, mm, "That's mm. okay. That's fine." The Holocaust didn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, that that's okay. okay. That passes. What about chewed food in the mouth? No, no, that's not gay. No, that's explicit content. Well, yeah, what about poop? Yeah, used food. What about no, pee? No, poo and pee. What about like raw <laughs> food before it's been like what about, carrots? In what the about community guidelines, no poo and pee. Yeah, no, no poo or pee. No poo poo or pee pee. That's for children, right? So that's my other what idea. What if it's frozen? Right. And you said that frozen was frozen what? Frozen, <laughs> like frozen poo or food? pee? Frozen food? Yeah. Like a like a frozen pizza? Yeah. Sure. That's okay. fine. Cool. What uh I'm uh, really finding the edges of what's allowed right now. Oh, no, it's good. We're, we're finding so the borders. <laughs> that's allowed. Um, what if it's a popsicle that's yellow and they say it's pineapple ooh. but it is pee? That would not. It's very what smart. If it's actually poop it but you pretend that it's chocolate cake. No, no it's poop looks like chocolate cake. I'd be more concerned for the person who is <laughs> taking that time to mold poo into what chocolate cake What if you take a picture shape? of rabbit turds and you say it's glossettes? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, what if you put some of your dandruff on a on? <laughs> bowl of pasta? Well, the bowl of pasta is there, so it's fine. It's just, you've just ruined pasta. <laughs> that would be the catch. I just ruined this pasta. Yeah. Oh, I love it. A million dollars. Yeah. I'm in. Uh, what was yeah, your let's last? Get some seed funding. What was your last pitch, Elise? Oh, this is an idea that I pitched to Elliot, and he very quickly shut it down. Um, but I want to make a show about like that show that's set in space in about like 500 years in the future, where human civilization. Starring Tom Cruise. No, Tom Cruise. Mm. No, Tom Cruise is dead. Yeah. Got it. Um, so this is maybe not one of my stronger ideas because it's not rooted in dramatization of real life. Mm. Um, 
but essentially humans earth has been solved we have no more issues we don't have poverty there's no famine there's no overpopulation murder's still happening but we're good and so we've essentially like accomplished space travel and now we just kind of do these like off missions where we just send people out to explore the borders of the universe we have that ability now and so these two people are sent on a one-way trip on a ship a ship called the longevity and the show would be called longevity and these two people are just going to literally just document certain corners of the universe that we haven't explored yet but it's not urgent we don't need anything from these corners of the universe we're not looking for a new place to live we're purely just exploring and so these two people keep going and they have the ability to like hibernate like do like whatever cryogenics or sleep and whatever so they can do that and so as they keep deciding to go further together because they don't really have any reason to go back to earth they go into hypersleep for longer and longer and because of that they've now lost touch with earth like they sleep for five years ten years twenty years at a time just to keep going forward and therefore the space stations have turned over the mission no longer matters people have lost the handoff to it so it's kind of just these two people on their own exploring the depths of the universe and interacting with it not like star trek because they don't have missions they don't have there's no like universal galactic stuff they need to solve they're just exploring what's happening in these other parts of the universe and kind of like how does humanity survive and does it even exist in the universe when you're not tied to earth i actually really love that you don't have a concept of time you don't have a concept of purpose you don't have these moral laws that we have on earth How do you traverse interacting with new beings, new minerals, new content, new like anything? Wow. And so eventually it would be like they spend 200 years out there and then they kind of have to decide like, do we just end our lives or do we just keep going? Um That'll about do it for our our second edition of Pitchin' and Bitchin'. Uh, If you didn't listen to our first one, do you know the number off the top of your head? 14. Go back and listen to our 14th episode and see what we had to say then. Um, Yeah. Do all the stuff that you're normally doing. Follow us on Instagram. Our big news, the Marvel uh, reviews are ending next week. It's the final (laughs) one. He's finally done. Did you say yes? She did. I was like, yes, it's over. How sad. Yes. That's usually what people say. Yes, he's dead. (laughs) Maggie sends me a message. Elliot died today. Yes, he died. I'm really excited for the next one. Um, Yeah, so stay tuned for that. And as always, thank you everybody for stopping by. 